Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all-around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. We're America listeners. Welcome to my 456th ever show of all-around sports. We're each Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is once again the Patriots winning their fourth game in a row and fifth in their last six games to keep pace with the Buffalo Bills, who demolished the New York Jets yesterday. The Patriots blew out the Cleveland Browns at home, reeling off 45 straight points after the Browns scored on their opening drive. So the final score was 45-7, to and quarterback Mac Jones was an amazing 19 of 23 with three touchdown passes, including two to one of their new additions at tight end, Hunter Henry. And at this point, It's clear, and you have to say, that Mac Jones is easily the best-looking rookie quarterback, despite being the last one taken in round one uh, of the top quarterbacks that went early uh, in last year's NFL draft. And so the Patriots are just uh, really looking fantastic. Uh, But yesterday was the exclamation point on their little run, Not that it won't continue, but yesterday they really served notice beating what we all thought was a good Cleveland Browns team, but now we're not so sure. You would have thought that the end of the Odell Beckham Jr. saga a couple days earlier uh, would have simply quieted the whole thing down and they would have come out yesterday and played well. Instead, it was the exact opposite. Baker Mayfield was injured, and they simply couldn't stop the Patriots. And the Patriots' defense, which is where they spent a lot of their offseason money on day one, uh, really looked good and, of course, uh, contributed to to Baker Mayfield's injury. Uh, Matthew Judon is just, uh, he's a force, no other way to say it. You could pick that up right off the bat in preseason, above all other signings, new additions. And he just looks uh, unstoppable on the pass rush, uh, not to mention pass defense and and run stopping. He's just, uh, again, the prize of the Patriots' free agent signings. But they're all coming around. Kendrick Bourne, new additions at wide receiver. 
played well yesterday, as did, uh, of course, Hunter Henry. So they're, it's just pretty impressive the way they've come around, but nothing more impressive to the Patriots one uh, than, of course, quarterback Matt Jones. My low light of the week is the Bucks, Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, the area of Florida where I'm in, the Tampa area, and they lost 29-19 yesterday to the Washington football team, uh, and nobody was expecting that. Uh, almost a bit of mini panic down here in the Tampa Bay area for the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, you know, they were coming off the bye, and last year after they come off the bye week, they never lost another game. And Chase Young, the absolute force uh, at defensive end in year two. Uh, he left the game early with an injury. Unfortunately, it appears it may be a torn ACL. I haven't heard uh, the final results of what I'm sure were MRIs, that type of thing. But he didn't play most of the game after he left early. And so with those two factors coming off the bye week, Chase Young not playing much of the game, you thought the Patriots would have an even better chance. Patri- uh, or excuse me, the Bucks. The Bucks were six and two, and the Washington Football Team was two and six. So it seemed like it would be, uh, shall we say, a bit of a slam dunk. But uh, Taylor Heineke, the Washington Football Team quarterback, who played so well last year in the playoff game against the Bucks in FedEx Field in D.C., exactly the site of yesterday's game. Uh, This time he finished the job, and uh, they had just an amazing way to close the game. They got the ball with 10 minutes to go, and I think everybody just saw it, you know. Three and out, quick stop by the Bucks defense, and uh, the Bucks will get the ball back, and off they'll go with Tom Brady going right down the field to win the game because they had closed the gap. And uh, instead, the exact opposite happened. Uh, the football team had basically a 10-minute drive, and they scored with like 20, 30 seconds to go. And uh, it, took, it was a 19-play drive. Both the 10 minutes and the 19 plays are tied or beating Recent season highs this year and even a couple years before, it was just amazing to watch. Uh, they just controlled the ball. And as someone who is a longtime Patriot season ticket holder, watching Tom Brady, uh, the best way to close a game is to keep him off the field. And that's exactly what the Washington football team did yesterday. Brady didn't look himself. He had two first quarter picks. First time in 10 years that's happened to him. And, uh, you know, I go to all the games up in New England have for years, uh, and I can't, I can't remember the game where he had two picks. So that's how far back it goes. And uh, so, uh, again, the Bucks are at this point sputtering, uh, to say the least. Had a lot of penalties yesterday, and uh, afterwards, Coach Bruce Arians, said they are, quote, a dumb football team, but he said, you know, the reason for that is bad coaching and that the coaching has to get better and everything has to get better. So 
not what people down here in the Tampa Bay area were expecting, especially coming out of the bye week. Everybody was expecting they'd go on another run, uh, potentially right to the Super Bowl. Uh, so that didn't happen yesterday, uh, but we'll see what happens now coming up and uh, leads into my next story. The My bizarre story of the week is the Steelers-Lions tie in the rain up in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. Uh, as the rain came down heavier and heavier, the play got sloppier and sloppier. No surprise. And it appeared that at the end of overtime, the Steelers were driving for a potential game-winning field goal, albeit it would have been a long one. But uh, their great tight end out of Penn State, Pat Fryermuth, fumbled, caught the ball, fumbled on the sideline, right at the sideline. The ball and the Detroit Lions defender all stayed in bounds, and they just pounced on it, and that was that. Tie game. Um, Don't see many of those these days, but we got one yesterday, and... Uh, really bad for the Steelers. They, a win, they would have tied the Ravens atop the AFC North. And, of course, the Lions, who have been, uh, to put it kindly, snake-bitten all year, losing in bizarre ways. You just basically thought they would do it again yesterday. And instead, they made a play at the end. So it was uh, really uh, all credit to them, you know. They didn't lose. They were 0-8. They did not lose yesterday. That's a victory for them. And uh, it's a really, really bad tie (laughs) uh, for the Steelers. So, uh, but the weather really wreaked havoc uh, in the fourth quarter and in overtime. And sticking with uh, bizarre stories of the week, Cam Newton started a few days ago where he somewhat shockingly, signed with his old team, the Carolina Panthers, and then yesterday, dressed. Don't know that that was a surprise. And then he played, and I think that was an even bigger surprise. Nobody really expected that just a few days after signing. And lo and behold, what did he do? He ran in for the first touchdown early in the game, passed for the second touchdown right soon soon thereafter. Uh, Again, early in the game, and... It was just remarkable, and I can't state this highly enough. There's a fascination with Cam Newton by all New England fans, uh, given the what I'll call bizarre, weird year he had, pandemic year last year with no fans in the stands, and uh, his play where at times he just looked inept after having a good start to the season, but he got COVID and never really quite recovered, so it seems. And uh, so it was just a bit of a shocker to see him ring up a couple touchdowns against the Cardinals. And the Panthers went on to a pretty resounding victory out in Arizona. Of course, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins did not play. Uh, So you can't say that the result was a shocking surprise. Um, And the main person being, of course, Kyler Murray didn't play. so, it was uh, never, never, never a dull moment in the NFL, and I think the Cam Newton uh, story uh, is one of those. As is the Odell Beckham Jr. story, which I referenced earlier. 
he's signing with the Rams. No surprise. Every, everybody's signing with the Rams. Um, he never did much in his years at Cleveland, obviously. Uh, to call him a non-factor in Cleveland would be an understatement. He didn't do much of anything. Uh, he became just sort of a, a bit of a no-show and like people... He wasn't even on people's radars anymore when they were tuning into Browns games. Granted, he was injured, um, but that aside, he you know when he was playing, he wasn't getting much results. So you you just would have thought to to loop back to my opening statement on the highlight of the week, the Patriots' resounding win over the Browns, that that you know his departure, uh, not that it was chaotic, it was actually handled probably as well as these types of situations can be handled on both sides, both the Browns and the player, Odell Beckham Jr. himself. So he's on, you know, he's on to, uh, shall we say, greener pastures in L.A. and see what happens there. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Browns and Baker Mayfield. Again, it looks like the injury is not uh, structural, so he should be uh, ready to play soon perhaps even as soon as this week. And uh, again, always fascinating to watch the NFL, to say the least. So now, let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call in number is 1 866 472 5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, John, doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, we appreciate your calling in as always and as always. Another uh, fascinating college football weekend. Uh, I think we should start with what was really the, the headline of the weekend where Baylor not surprisingly to me at least, and I don't think to a lot of other people, where Baylor took down undefeated Oklahoma down in Waco, Texas. And uh, and AP, the game had a bit of a bizarre ending with the fans rushing the field. Then it had to be cleared. And a lot of fans, like we're talking a thousand or more easily, if not a couple of thousand. And then when they came back yeah. on the field, Baylor had, had the lead, like kicked a field goal just to rub it in for, to use a, use an old time phrase and uh Lincoln Riley was none too happy about that. Yeah, John, as I understand it, that Dave Aranda, he I think w- what happened was there was I don't know how many seconds were left on the game and the fans stormed the field, you know, thousands of them, but somebody must have been in his ear to tell him that you need more points uh because this is a consideration when there's a tiebreaker. For the league championship. So I saw that after why, the fact, that was yes. Good point. Right. That was his explanation to reason to kick the field goal. I mean, he, I mean if you've been around Dave Aranda at all, he's not the type um, to hold, hold a personal grudge unless somebody did something to him, I believe. I mean, that, and even then, probably not. But that was the, uh, there was a specific reason for why he kicked that field goal. It wasn't just arbitrary. And I know that uh, Lincoln Riley was not happy because I think he, his concern was the safety involved right. in bringing the team back on it. But, John, I mean, in this day and age, as long as you can get things right and everybody remains safe, I, I, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and I'm guessing, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing maybe Lincoln Riley wasn't aware of this really complicated point situation. 
that could factor in later. Right. Uh, we, we are assuming that Baylor coach probably knew that. Um, but, yeah, the rushing the field part, fans all over the place, uh, you know, that that had to be a bit of a scary situation for the opposing team, put it that way, and yeah. that was Oklahoma. And yeah. yeah, so Lincoln Riley, uh, you know, he has a good beef, no doubt about that. I mean, nobody's questioning what he said, he, you know, how upset he was in the post-game press conference, although he was going beyond that and talking, you know, go, talking sportsmanship, but it appeared to be as much about the coach of Baylor as it was about the crowd. So just a, just a, a bad yeah. ending, as they say, AP. All around, yeah, it w- yeah, it wasn't smooth. In this day and age, maybe you should know those things in advance, the rules. And uh, but I've been I've been out there on the field, John, when the crowd rushes the field, and it is yes. a little uh, frightening at times. It can be. A, I've been in situations where you're trapped. I've been in a couple of those myself, AP, and it can be, uh, you know, a little panicky, to say the least. Um, cause yeah, you, you just all, have, we all know, yeah, yeah, we all know crowds. We saw that what happened in Houston. We, we I mean, it wasn't that many people, but it, when it's thousands of people, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a thousand will do a thousand will do to cause havoc. Right. And it's not just, you know, it's people, but they're like college students for the most part, obviously. And yes. you, you know, yes. they're, they're having a good time as college students do. So they can be, uh, yeah, you, you know, you don't want to get caught up in the middle of that um, necessarily, uh, especially no. if you're an opposing team player. So uh, I'm uh, honestly surprised that more incidents don't arise out of that. But, uh, you know, serious incidents, but they really haven't. Um, but I think it's just, uh, you, you know, good luck, shall we say, so far. Uh, but anyway, anyway, yeah. AP. Um, Alabama, Georgia continue as one and two in the polls. Uh, Georgia, for the fourth or fifth week in a row, got the uh, you know unanimous vote for number one, and they deserve it. They, you know, they they really do. Yeah. Um, AP yeah. bottom line, it just seems like Alabama and Georgia, and they're rated you know one two in the football writers poll that just came out yesterday. Uh, I'm guessing that'll be the same for all the polls, but. It just looks like they're headed for another epic postseason showdown. It seems like it's going to be in the SEC championship game and could easily occur again in the the college football playoff. Uh, Is that how you're seeing it? Certainly with the SEC, at least. I believe so, John. Arkansas comes to Tuscaloosa this weekend. They have an outstanding running game, a big big quarterback that's difficult to tackle, 6'3", 6'4", about 250 pounds, an excellent re- receiver, uh, number 16, uh, big and, and forceful on the edge. Uh, I really like him as one of the better ones in the country, actually. Playmaker, uh, physical. Uh, but at, in Arkansas, you know, they, they put 50 points on Ole Miss and lost the game 51-52. to 52. Uh, Georgia thrashed them earlier in the season, shut them out, which was completely surprising. But Arkansas is capable, and Alabama surrendered 100 yards to the LSU running back. So uh, the defensive line has not performed the way I thought they would this season for Alabama. 
you know, besides Will Anderson Jr., he's really an outside linebacker, outside edge rusher, making a lot of right. tackles for loss behind the line and sacks. I think he's up to 12 and a half now, something like that. He's just only second to Derek Thomas in one season. Derek had 18 his junior year, and then he, he topped out with 27 his senior year. But, you, you know, you have to beat Arkansas this week, and then you have to go to Auburn, and that's another story because Bo Nix injured his ankle. He's supposed to have surgery today. And um, so they're going to face T.J. Finley, the LSU transfer. And so Alabama should have an advantage there, even though it's at Auburn. We know the ball bounces funny over on the Plains. So right. Alabama's got to win against Arkansas, beat Auburn to keep them with just the one loss, and then to Atlanta to face that tremendous Georgia defense who's been exceptional all season. They have the type of team where they're excellent on defense. Offensively, they're getting better every week. And the quarterback, surprisingly, Destin Bennett, the fourth, has been to that beat out J.T. Daniels, the Five-star quarterback who transferred from uh, USC to Georgia out of Modern Day High School, the famous high school in California. So, you know, Georgia, they earned their ranking. There's no question that they've shown superiority on one side of the football, and they score plenty of points at running backs and receivers, tight ends. They don't have maybe the best, but they have a collection of very, very good athletes at the skill positions. Yep. AP, they've just come in and they basically, you know, have looked unbeatable for the most part. I mean, they just, you know, both Arkansas, who you referenced earlier, and Kentucky come into Athens and they just, you know, dominated both of them. And both of them were, I think, undefeated at the time and having really good seasons. And they just hit a stone wall in Georgia. And, uh, And, yeah, it looks like they're a year. So far, it is no question about it. Uh, Tennessee, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, put a, put a few points on the board. It was up in Knoxville, and I, I think it was kind of as expected. Where you know, I I just thought I wasn't surprised. Tennessee, you know, were, were able to put a few points on the board, but then G- Georgia just, as they do, basically take over the game over the course of the game and uh, coast, and they pretty much did that up in Knoxville as well. Uh, so there was nothing happened up there to lessen anybody's opinion of Georgia, I don't think. Yeah, yes, I mean, uh, that game, John, I was very interested because I wanted to see what that offense would be, would be, um, you know, they would be, they would be testing that Georgia defense and they moved it. Right. But they couldn't be consistent. You know, they couldn't be consistent. They, they put them on the, their, their heels initially. But, you know, it was a, they had, what, 10 points, I think? And I think so, 10 yes. Points. So, so, you know, they were tested, and they passed it with flying colors. I mean, this day and age, 10 points, that's like holding, that's like shutting somebody out, especially somebody like Tennessee that scores a lot of points under Josh Heifel, their new head coach. Right, right, exactly. Um, well, AP, uh, again, SEC championship game. Uh could get record numbers. It, very, very possible. I think you would agree, AP. It could have the feel of the national championship game. It really could. And in, and it may kind of turn out that way, if you know what I mean. So we shall see. Oh, oh um, yeah. Yeah, John, that, 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 should, that, should, that should be that style of game because, yep. um, uh, you know, 
you know, the tremendous defense by Georgia and Alabama. You know, Bryce Young, he's probably the leading candidate for the Heisman. He has two excellent receivers in the transfer from Ohio State, Jamison Williams and uh, John Mitchell the third. So, yeah, and, and this should be a, a, a fabulous game. Fabulous. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, as it has been in the past, uh, who, who can forget uh, that Jalen Hurts came, you know, to a first emerged and beating Georgia in the national championship game uh, with the long pass. And, you know, then uh, lo and behold, uh, things turned around and it was in the SEC championship game, if I'm remembering correctly, that Jalen Hurts come in and relieved Tua and, of course, uh, led them to victory. So uh, you can't understate that the SEC championship game could feel like the national championship, which it did that year with Jalen Hurts, I think. Yeah, and I just hope if Alabama is able to win the game to get in the playoffs, that the next time they meet would, would be the championship game in Indianapolis and it would be back-to-back, have them play Georgia in a semifinal in either the Cotton Bowl or the Orange Bowl. I couldn't agree more. I think it would be fabulous if it turns out that way. I'm already looking to uh, the potential SEC championship game. Mega matchup. Uh, well, AP, we've already come to the end of our first segment together, so why don't we take a break now and lots of things to get to, including Mac Jones having just a day for the ages for the Patriots yesterday, especially as a rookie. So we'll get back to that after the break. And don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. 
Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, a veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And as always, we talked college football in the previous segment, specifically Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma getting beat by Baylor. And A.P., you know, talking about Alabama got me th- uh, thinking about the epic day that Mac Jones, rookie quarterback for the Patriots, had yesterday. He was 19 of 23, threw three touchdown passes, had a quarterback rating of something over like uh, 140 plus. And AP, the Browns scored the first touchdown of the game, got the ball, got the opening kickoff, drove right down the field, 7 nothing Browns. 45 points later, it was the Patriots who were, uh, you know, happy walking off the field, shall we say. And it was just an amazing (laughs) performance by Mac Jones. He continues to, uh, clearly, he's now, obviously, the best rookie quarterback taken in the first round. And I believe he was the last one taken in the first round of of the big five, shall we say. Yeah, John, he's been... uh supremely confident. He's grasped that offense. He's made a few mistakes, but he's shown that he's a capable NFL quarterback and moving forward. I I don't think the Patriots should be worried about that position for a long time as long as he maintains his health. And he's just somebody that John, you just cannot put enough, uh, give enough credence to somebody who's accurate and, can make decisions quickly. I mean, those two things are imperative for me to, to think about drafting you as a quarterback in the NFL. And Mac does those things so well. He's accurate, and he knows where to throw the ball yep. in a timely fashion. And he, 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 he has enough protection where he could slide either way, slide forward, evade the rush, and get rid of the ball. Exactly, exactly. Well, AP, they looked unstoppable yesterday. There's no way to say it on both sides of the ball. And Mac Jones showed, as you would expect and as he deserves, he was showing uh, easily the most emotion I've seen, uh, you know, with his teammates following, you know, again, touchdown passes, whatever, what was just a 
spectacular Patriots offensive performance. And uh, that was really nice to see, too. You know, he's already a very likable guy. And, you know, it's just nice to see him uh, growing in every phase of the game. And that includes, you know, simple enthusiasm, you know, uh, for the performance that he's displaying. Uh, It was just really... It was special stuff. It really was. And, uh, you know, against the Cleveland Browns, who we thought was a good team. Now, I think we're all questioning that a little bit. Um, yeah. uh, but that doesn't take away from New England's performance in any way, shape, or form. No, no. And, and I think there were some people who doubted Mac Jones. I mean, when I say people, I mean football people. Right. I don't mean just some fans, you know, casually watching the game, don't have all the inside information of the ability to watch all the film, to see him up close and personal at workouts. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're the fourth or fifth quarterback taken in in the same draft and uh, some other teams can you move up to take him or looking for a quarterback, some teams that are not happy with their quarterback could have taken him, and they all pass. And now we're seeing that he was thrust into that position as a starter. When I think when he was drafted, he probably thought he would be sitting, but you know, was competing for the position. But in, in reality, he's he's the starter now, and they're on a winning streak. And he's you know, like I said, had some bumps along the way, but now the defense is playing well. Of course, it depends on the team. You're playing every week. You know, obviously, it's not the same team every week. So he's getting some support on that side of the ball. The receivers are playing better. I think that um, tight end from Arkansas has really helped. I think he's got six or seven touchdowns. Hunter Henry? Yes. 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 Three. He had two yesterday. Uh, he's really coming around. Um, you know, they did the two big free, free agent tight end signings in the wake of Gronk right. and uh, leaving. And, yeah, so he, he's just last couple games has been playing great. Jonu Smith, uh, who did well with the Titans and signed with the Patriots, he's been injured a little bit. Um, but, you know, they use him when he's on the field. So, you know, we all know the Patriots have a history of liking a two tight end offense. And uh, But Hunter Henry right now is – Carrying the load and doing one heck of a job, to say the least. And AP, thinking of a one heck of a job, uh, Najee Harris, uh, the rookie running back out of Alabama, now playing for the Steelers. Uh, He's looking good. He really is. Good performance. Solid every week. And he's starting to really pile up some impressive rookie numbers. Um, And yesterday in the, the rain, which was horrible in the fourth quarter in Pittsburgh as well as overtime. I mean, you know, it ended up as a tie. Nobody's happy about it. Uh, the Lions did not lose the game. That's a victory for them. But the Steelers, it was a defeat for them uh, with a tie because they could have tied uh, the Brown or excuse me, the Ravens. But AP, as the game went on and the conditions got sloppier, I, I was so impressed watching it on Red Zone. Had to see how Najee Harris just was getting stronger as the game went on and as conditions deteriorated. So, bottom line, you and I testing this during the bake. You could have, you know, Mac Jones. You will have Mac Jones and Najee Harris as uh, competing with others for the. 
Rookie of the Year award. If if they was voted on today, I think those two would be up there uh, in the vote. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And since um, Mac plays the quarterback position, the most difficult uh, spot in sports, I think. You know, the, right. It's, it's totally. most complicated. No you question. probably get the majority of the votes. It would, it's not taking any way, anything away from Najee, who's been sensational. I think he has the most yards ever, maybe by a Steeler rookie running back in nine games, something like that. Yeah, he, and that, I'm glad you said that, AP, because that's what's leading me to even bring up his name. You, you know, they're starting to flash up things like tying or beating Franco Harris uh, in various rookie records that Franco held. So uh, need we say more, AP? That pretty well covers it. <laughs> when you're, when you're <laughs> yeah. you know, flirting with Franco Harris's uh, records, that'll, that'll do the trick, uh, to say the least. Um so yeah, it's it's really fun to see. He's just, uh, you know, I grew up in Western PA, so I am keenly uh, interested in the Steelers and watching a lot of their games. But I really watched a lot of yesterday's game. Uh, luckily, they switched to it after the Bucks loss and uh, to the Steeler game, Steelers Lions. So it was fun. I, I would like to see a different result than a tie. That's Highly unusual. You don't see many of them, but the conditions just were really rough. Uh, and it, of course, ended when the Steelers were looking for a long field goal try, and but instead they got a fumble that the Lions recovered with just seconds to go in overtime, and hence the tie. But it's going to be fun, you know, watching both Najee and uh, Mac, ha- Mac Jones going forward. Uh, it's been fun so far, but they're two of the best rookies, and AP, you got to be loving it. They're obviously right out of the Alabama backfield uh, where they played together last year. Hard to believe. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're two of the best I ever saw. Like I said, Mac Jones is the best I ever saw one right. year playing the position at Alabama. And sure. Najee, uh, for what he accomplished at Alabama, he's the best running back of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's nice to see AP, and I, I got to uh, assume that it really makes you quite happy as well, and uh, and certainly uh, all Steeler and Patriots fans. So, AP, hard to believe we're here at the end of our second break together. They go so quickly, these segments. So why don't we take a break now? Still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your health care needs and reputable health care experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Foxworth Theory is what you need now. Hosted by Eugenia Foxworth. Each show brings a unique guest from many walks of life. From authors and entertainers to artists, fashion, music, and business. You never know what your takeaway will be, but you'll definitely learn something new. It's a whole new type of talk show. Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Harlem America Digital Network and the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this Thursday night's Patriots-Falcons game. Uh, started off the show with the Patriots, then A.P. and I talked a lot about it, and A.P., uh, I'm curious to see if they can keep this going, and you know we have every reason to believe they can. The Falcons are very beatable, and the Patriots have been when they're you know winning games on the road because they have a really good defense again, full of free agent signings. But yeah, I'm excited. So down south, AP, um, just you know, uh, so it'll be a lot going on down south with, as you said, the Auburn Alabama game. But it'll get a nice kickoff with the Patriots-Falcons game, and Falcons can be dangerous, and I think, I'm guessing, it just hit me, this was probably their first meeting since the famous 28-3 comeback by the Patriots over the Falcons in the Super Bowl, so if I'm right, or even if I'm not right, um, there'll be plenty of talk about that, no doubt, to say the least. Yes, yes, yeah, sure will, yeah, uh, the Falcons, uh, I mean, they were just thrashed by the Cowboys. And, yes, uh, they were. And on a, on a roll. So it's an indoor game. The weather's not going to affect the players and the field. So uh, I look for the Patriots to – I don't think I don't think they'll slip up. And Mac has played in that dome before, so that's good as well. Yeah, very good point. 
yes, Mac is familiar with uh, with the Falcons domed stadium. And AP, uh, I also wanted to mention. I know we talk mostly football, but I had the pleasure of going to the Tampa Bay Lightning game, defending two-time defending world champions in hockey. Um, right down the road, and so I was there last Tuesday night. They played the Carolina Hurricanes. The game went to overtime, and Carolina won. But AP, it has special meaning for me because the last sports event I attended before the pandemic was Boston Bruins at Tampa Bay Lightning at Amelie Arena here in downtown Tampa. And, uh, you know, to kind of get back there, and I've been to a couple since then, Patriot Games to be sure, but for me it was kind of special to be back in Emily Arena watching the Lightning, uh, where it it was two years previous. Little did I know that night two years ago that that would be the last game I would attend. Uh, two and a half years ago, excuse me. Uh, well, no, a little under two years. Would we talk in March 2020, and now we're in November 21, so a year and a half. Uh, but anyway, good to get back inside and reflect on. Uh, on the Tampa Bay and AP, it's a great presentation down there. I mean, the lightning or, you know, it's just fun to walk in. Everybody's in shorts and sandals, what have you, you know, before the game going to a hockey game. I think it's the first time I ever wore shorts to a hockey game. Maybe that's the real headline. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of funny, John. Yeah. But yes. uh, Tampa has been the, the, town of, the town of champions recently. Oh, yeah. Tampa Bay and... A lot of people were thinking the same thing coming up with the, uh, you know, the Rays, but the Red Sox took care of that. But the Lightning are still obviously in play. They look like they're going for the hat trick and uh, of three in a row. And uh, a little bit of panic down here, AP, with uh, the Buccaneers uh, losing to the Washington football team yesterday. Uh, Brady threw two picks early. And uh, again, Last year, coming out of the bye, we all remember they never lost another game right through to the Super Bowl win. Um, so people were expecting the same thing, myself included, that they would go on a run. But losing that, <clears throat> losing that first game to the two and six Washington football team was a bit of a shocker. AP and people were finally concerned, almost like a mini panic here. Yeah, they they lost to the Saints in New Orleans, and now Correct. the Washington football team. So. I don't know yep. if that's a trend, but I'm sure they're trying to resurrect that situation. Oh, absolutely, AP. Uh, it's, uh, you know, everybody was shocked when Tom Brady threw a pick at the end of the Saints game rather than a touchdown to win it. And uh, yesterday he never got the ball. Taylor Heineke and the, and the football team got the ball with 10 minutes to go. You're not even thinking anything other than, well, three and out, and Brady will get the ball and then win the game, period. End of story. Especially because Chase Young went out of the game early and uh, with an injury. But boy, AP, that didn't happen. In fact, they went on a 10-minute, 19-play game-winning drive. Brady basically never got back on the field until they were down two scores because Washington ended it with a touchdown with like 30 seconds to go. So... Not something you used to see, but if you ever ask what is the perfect defense against Tom Brady, that's it. 10 play, 19 drive, play <laughs> drive to close out the game right. <laughs> and keep him on the bench. Yeah, have him on the bench. Yeah, that, that's for certain. Yeah, that's, that's the most effective defense against a high, 
high-powered quarterback and a prolific offense. I Absolutely, mean, AP, and, and uh, it was amazing. It was so impressive, Taylor Heineke. Tyler, you know, mm-hmm. and the Redskins mm-hmm. gave the Bucks all they could handle in the playoffs last year. That was the closest game the Bucks had in the playoffs was the one up in, against right. Washington. So Washington pretty interesting. Back. And AP, the 10 plays and the 19, 19 plays in the 10-minute drive are like flirting with some NFL records of, of recent memory, like, you know. Longest drive and or best, <laughs> most number of plays in right. recent memory. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's you don't see that very often. Yeah, usually long drive, ten plays, twelve plays, fourteen, something like that. Especially to win the game and beat Don, and beat the defending champs. That's what made it so amazing. It wasn't that it happened, although it's rare. It's that it happened right. in the last ten minutes of the yeah. game to secure the victory over Brady and the Bucks. So. Um, anyway, AP, hard to believe that we're here at the end of the show. Um, a lot to talk about as always every Monday and certainly this, uh, didn't disappoint, but AP, now we're getting down to the good stuff here. We're getting into, you know, some late season, uh, things that are going to, you know, decide who we're going to be seeing in December and January and conference championship games and, college football playoff, all of it. So uh, we're really entering, you know, when you get to Thanksgiving week, you're getting into really important games. So it's going to be fun. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, John, it'll be great. Yeah. Watch Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Notre Dame, Cincinnati. Uh, I would say those are the Oregon. Uh, I would say those are the main teams that we'll be watching. They have the best chance to be among the final four. No doubt about it, AP. Well, I can't thank you enough for calling in today, as always. And uh, great job. We always love your expertise. And uh, thanks again. Great great show today. Thank you, John. My pleasure. All right, AP. We appreciate it. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.